Y'all, I have been hinting at today's show. I'm putting it out there in the universe for months on end. And today, my dream came true. Thank you, Scott Oshman, for being my fairy godmother. Oh, I am so, this makes me so happy to finally get City Bonfires on. I mean, you brought them to Always Off Brand fame early, early days. Absolutely. And, and now you're going to hear the two founders, the people who made it all happen, and how they did it. Not only that, but you you get to the nitty gritty of like what it means to really create your own product from scratch. Ugh, bootstrapping like nobody's badness. And we have Haley in the news and our favorite game show, What's That Keyword? And y'all, little hint, we've got a winner. <laughs> we do have a winner. <laughs> All this and more. Enjoy. Hey there, what's up? Scott Oshman here, live from the AOB studios just north of Seattle. Joined by my co-hosts this morning, freshly off a vacation summer jubilee from the Bellevue AOB studios. Summer, what's up? I mean, I can still, like, I think the pina colada is still coming out of my pores at this moment. I know, and then for those not... <laughs> the not, rum. Yeah, the, then you... The you, amount of rum. You went like 72 days without drinking, and then you went and just hit it hard? I sure did. My goodness, it was worth it. It was so great. I was just like, uh, I, I just kept, okay, here's, here's, let me tell you a little bit about why I chose this place in Negril, Jamaica. It's called Couples Swept Away, and they have like baby powder fine sand and then the warmest bathtub ocean with barely any waves and then they give you these little red flags to put in the sand when you need another cocktail so like i can't get more lazy and taken care of than in this place and it's like perfection i mean we just had the best time it was matt and a couple of our friends oh oh and the other the probably the best part get over the ocean get over the views no children are allowed in this place yeah now wait now on the the red flag i have to ask one just follow quickly and we'll get to our guests because they're so nice and waiting and this is a big moment for us on the show the red flag (laughs) did you bring any of the red flags home so you could just put it out for matt the engineer (laughs) to you know bring the drink over Oh no, I've trained him well enough. He just <laughs> he just knows that Summer always needs a drink and um so he should be making an appearance in about uh 40 minutes give or take here. All right. With with my coffee, guys. I don't need to start before noon. All right, you want to introduce but, uh, our our guests who are so kind. This is such a big moment for the show and the fact that we Summer found these guys in this great brand like months and months ago. I cold called them. Another cold call. And they were unbelievably gracious enough to call, you know, like right back and say, sure, we will, we'll be on. I mean, they have no well, idea what they're in for. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to share. So I found this brand, City Bonfires, when I was just cruising Instagram. And as you all know, Scott and I, we do e-com. And I, I, I look at everybody's ads. I take screenshots of people's ads, like good or bad. Like, what do I like? And this ad pops up of like, this dude walking down the street and like waving to his friend in his bathrobe and they have these fires and they're like putting their kids outside and the kids are like, Isa, don't want to get touch me. And I'm like, what is going on? This is hilarious. And then I go to leave a comic. I'm like, this is great. And they have 
thousands of comments of people saying like, this is the best ad I've ever seen. This is so great. And I immediately got on the podcast. I was like, we have to find out who these I know. are. I know. They're like an unofficial sponsor. We got Chris and, and Mike, Chris McCaslin and, and Michael Polsky from City Bonfires on here. Let's let them talk, Summer. My God, they've been waiting forever. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Uh, so... Let's let's do a little bit of background. Um, you guys uh, had completely different jobs before the pandemic hit. Pandemic hits, you 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 have some issues with your current careers, and you're like, okay, we're gonna pivot and make a bond mini bonfire. Give us the backstory. Uh, we were, uh, you know, we're, we were like everyone else. We were trying to kind of figure out what to do with the day to day. We, you know, we were all had we had jobs in the markets we were in kind of were frozen. I mean, there wasn't much to be done. And so the kids were at home all day and we were trying to figure out how to, you know, not go crazy in the house with, you know, all of our kids and, you know, what, what's life going to be like. And so we started hanging out outside and, and Chris and I, you know, we'd always been like, Hey man, like close, but both of our careers had us pretty busy before. And, uh, and we kind of just started hanging out to, to occupy the kids were all having a good time. And so we slowly became hanging out as well. What, what industries were you in again? Again, I've read the Things, but for our for our listeners, uh, I was in the live entertainment business. I sold tickets to uh, concerts, theater, and sporting events. Oh yeah, those those weren't really happening anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's pretty much went went to zero immediately. You know, right, yeah. right before March Madness. You know, pretty, you know, right right at about two years ago at this. Point, I know. You know yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little I'm a little into it. You know what I mean? Oh God, uh, yeah, I'm fired so- up already. Yeah, I'm I'm excited as well for sure. And then, Mike, what were you uh, what were you doing? I sold some recycling equipment, and we were focused on fast food. And so, you know, I'd been traveling a fair amount, and so also, I mean, you know, that the restaurants kind of all just, you know, yeah. Descended. It's so funny because you're always like neighbors. I'm uh, out here in a little bit of the country, but it's like, yeah, you know, your neighbor. I mean, it's like, hey, how you doing? You know, whatever. The, yeah, <laughs> just, that is awesome. So then. One night you just had this moment of these these little uh, these little candles that can burn or what's going on here? Well, we were uh, like Michael was saying, we were trying to entertain the kids. We were also coming, you know, trying to think of some things to do. I was researching a lot on YouTube and learning about e-commerce and Shopify and some different things to try to sell. And uh, that that's really where it came from was YouTube. And um, then I, I tried to I tried to sell these tie dye kits. I created a Shopify store to sell tie dye kits because if you remember tie dye was really popular, like right when. Uh, oh yeah. Hey, you're oh, yeah. you're talking to a no, former tie dye salesman. That's what I did through All college. Right. College, I sold tie dye. I went to Arizona State. Keep your jokes to oh, the end of the cool. show. Uh, <laughs> So, Our neighbor went to Arizona. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Harvard of the desert. I've used that joke already three, four times. <laughs> I think he says the same thing. Um, <laughs> well, when they, when yeah, you when so you get in, when they get in, when you have a, they check you for a pulse first, and they're like, okay, here's the joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and your, then your parents' bank account, right? Making sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, they said, here's um, the pool. We, there's we, the volleyball we were, court. We were out there, yeah, entertaining everybody, and you know, trying to come up with something to do. And we were having bonfire. We were making bonfires in the yard and doing s'mores with the kids. And that's kind of where the idea came from, was trying to make like a smaller portable fire like that. We just didn't necessarily know what kind of can to put it in. Um, so we were going to Walmart and Target, you know, grocery store, literally just walking up and down the aisles to try to figure out what 
what size can to put it in. We were trying the the Danish cookie tins and this and that. And then uh, one day we, we were here, you know, hanging out in the neighborhood and working in my garage. And Michael went home to make lunch for himself. And as you know, you know, back, you know, in May, June, July of 2020, everybody had that mega Costco haul oh, yeah. Of, uh, yeah. of their COVID supplies. It is Costco time, girl. Do they have toilet paper, though? Let's check. Well, Michael had, you know, 64 dozen um, giant of the tuna fish, you know, not your normal, you know, the, like the hockey puck. He had, you know, no. like the giant one. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, that's my, that's my game. And Bart, apology, I already called you Mike instead of Michael. So strike one, that's one demerit for me. It's fine. But, Just don't call me late for dinner. Okay. But anyway, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm the tuna guy. I, I buy Costco tuna. That's all I get. Yeah. So that's when we kind of had that. Michael had the aha moment of what we could put it in was the the smaller version of, you know, of a giant can, but still a large version of that tuna can. And uh, we we never made one or sold one, I promise, that had tuna in it prior. But, um, <laughs> I'm we, like, uh, I didn't notice the smell, but maybe yeah, I, was I, prom- I promise there's not a, a scented bonfire out there of, of tuna. I love it. I love it. So give me some more. I can't get enough of that albacore. Maybe, but, maybe uh, coming in 2023. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a good idea. If the market wants it. Yeah, we should write that down. <laughs> um, so uh, that that's kind of when we had our moment was to make it that like super portable, you know, four inch diameter, two inches tall um, idea, and that's that's really like the springboard was that moment there. Well, okay, you talk about springboard. So you you come up with this product, and you two have done more in the last two years than brands with huge budgets, big teams have done over five years. And I see your ads everywhere. I see you have influencers. I get your emails. I see everything that you guys are doing out there. So tell me like, you know, I hear Chris, like you, you jump on Shopify and YouTube to, to learn our last guest, our gal over at you go girl. She learned how to do Shopify from TikTok business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you guys are shaking your heads. Here's Scott and I are like, we advertise on TikTok and we have no idea. This is our business. This is what we do all day long, every day for a long time. Me much longer than summer. <laughs> She's very young, but how did, okay. So yes, let, let, let her rip. How'd you actually <laughs> execute? How did who you know? I'm a big believer in the foundation of any business is about your people. Tell me, like, who did you bring in? Well, uh, Chris's wife is is an integral part. I mean, she she definitely handles a lot of the the marketing and that kind of stuff. And then we have a digital ad agency that's a, a friend as well. And and they we kind of just started and we, we got we got really fortunate. You know, it was, we 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 found a provider that provided the the can that looked the way we wanted. So we bought some of them. We had to take a, a risk, obviously, financially, but not a huge risk in, compared to other decisions. And uh, and then it just started rolling. And as it was rolling, it gained momentum, if that makes sense. And so we could we could we could buy more supplies, and then we get you know breakpoints for that. But, yep. And then we also could put more money into ads. And it just I think the story is a very nice story, you know, because we both had, you know, turmoil that a lot of people were feeling. I think that it, it was really convenient. As Chris mentioned earlier, as far as just its size and the fact that it's not overwhelming, right? I mean, like even people who are a little timid about fire can utilize this because it doesn't, it's not so big and out of control and doesn't burn for four hours after you light it like a wood fire, right? Yeah. You guys made in the era of like Instagram and posts, you guys made the most Instagram worthy 
product. People want to take pictures with it. They want it to be a part of like their scene that they're setting. You know, it's you always talk like, okay, I love home network shows. And there's this one show talks about like vacation like house and like building your vacation house. And you need to make an Instagram worthy like spot where people are going to take a picture in front of it and then post about it and share. And you guys have done that in the most convenient way for those listeners who don't know. It's like what? not even a pound and it gets delivered to your home with graham crackers, with chocolate, with skewers, with, um, I don't know if I should call them skewers, but you know, whatever you use to roast the marshmallows and they give you a little lighter. And I got, thanks guys. I got, um, a leopard print lighter, which was pretty nice. <laughs> there was a, uh, there was some slight supply chain issues with the lighter <laughs> the lighters, and, uh, we had the, we normally have a branded city bonfires lighters, but, um, you know, there was a hard time getting them printed and, uh, we were, we had to buy what we could buy. And that was our only option was the, hey, so okay. I mean, it's, it's a neon pink leopard print. Nobody <laughs> in the house will mistake it for theirs. Seriously. <laughs> the other last thing really quick before we get into this econ strategy and this digital agency has done a tremendous job. You guys, come on. You guys had to be just shit your pants when you're sitting there like, really? You look at your wives. You guys got kids. Like, I'm going to go buy a bunch of tins and take a throw. You know, I'm going to take a flyer on this thing. Come on. There had to have been just like absolute terror there. No? Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of confidence. Our wives, have, you know, we, we've... Uh, <laughs> They look. For, I know they're like, yeah, it's no big deal. Like whatever. Look at each just, other like, uh, I don't. I don't mortgage know is fine. Seriously, yeah, we're good. We, we um, yeah, and it wasn't a, the biggest risk, and you know, either one of us, I don't think, has ever taken. Right. You know, I mean, at the point now, you know, with what we're spending on ads and this and that, you know, we're spending more than we've ever spent in our yeah. entire lives in a single day. But um, <laughs> but back then, you you can start small, and and that is really the the whole point. Is that with the amount of money we started with, it really anybody could start it, you know, um, and and that's that's all you have to do is research and free research, you know, like like we said with YouTube and finding the right person, and you you don't have to have you know a giant strategy in in my opinion, you just have to you just have to have a strategy in yourself and do it. I love that, Chris. You know, Scott and I are in ecom business, and what we hear over the last two years is, oh. Uh, iOS updates. They ruined it. I can't be successful because of the iOS updates, but you two have found success with it and with the tracking and, and, and being able to target. I mean, you targeted me, kudos, good job. And, um, it worked and I immediately shared it with my friends. Can you share just, you know, what, what has your strategy been with your ads and where are you advertising? Obviously I've said Instagram, but where else are you advertising? Well, I'd like to say we we definitely have said iOS or the updates, you know, are you know they every they've heard everybody. You there's know, an they, impact. There's definitely oh, yeah. you know, we're definitely not above any of those, and we felt that for sure, just like everybody else. Um, we just try to stay on our toes and try to you know do different things. We are we advertise, you know, obviously Facebook, Instagram, Google Ads, TikTok, uh, Pinterest. There, honestly, there's probably more that I don't even know about that you know that our ad agency handles. Um, and they're honest agency, O N I S T. O N I S T, honest. Okay, cute. Like that. Are yeah, they local? They're, they're in Northern Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Super great guys. Yeah. Um, they worked with my wife on, on a couple other projects that, that we're involved in, um, or that she's involved in. Sorry. And uh, so that was, that was an easy choice. And we've really worked well together. 
um, yeah, I, I couldn't recommend them enough. The, the, the barrier for entry isn't as grandiose as it used to be. I mean, you don't have to get a lease at a brick and mortar. You don't have to produce, you know, a million units of whatever it is. So, I mean, if you have the idea and you have, you know, you keep walking forward, it's, it, it was like the path kept, you know, coming in front of us. It wasn't like we had to design all the stuff. We, we, you pay attention to what's going on in the social media. You try to play into, you know, what's popular at the moment. You try to give people honest uh, representations of kind of who we are with some of the the ads that are a little on the funnier side. Yeah. How did you decide to make your your faces the face of the product? I don't know if no we, ad agency would have said that. <laughs> um, yeah, we Michael likes to say we're more you know we have faces for radio. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is which is why we signed up for this. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm with uh, you. Um, I, don't, I think a big part of life and a big part of success is making yourself vulnerable and putting yourself out there and people can respect that, yeah. you know, and, uh, I, we don't really have anything else to, to do, you know, <laughs> this is our life. So, um, we need to support our families and, and hopefully, you know, our families, you know, everything we can possibly do. And we've got nothing, else, nothing to lose. You know, nobody's going to give us this. So why not go get it? Yeah. Now, shout yeah. out to Tiffany. Come on now. She was going back and forth. She's like, I am the marketing. Like I'm so, so she sounds like she's a little bit, you got the agency. It's all about the people we say people matter, but you had some secret, secret weapons behind you. And Tiffany was obviously, she knows what she's doing. I don't know where she is yeah. now. I mean, she obviously didn't get, you know, she didn't get the, uh, the wake up call here to get on the show, but we'll, you know, maybe we'll book her next. I'm not sure. She's booked up. She's in a, she's in a, um, yeah, my office is downstairs, and uh, she, her office is upstairs here uh, at the house. But um, yeah, she she's incredible. Yeah, and there's absolutely no way we would ever be where we are without her. And then, so, oh, go ahead, Summer. Well, I was going to ask. So you launch you launch your Shopify store. Mm-hmm. Um, you start some ads. When at what point do you guys decide to join Amazon? That was that was after the first Christmas, right? Yeah, we so, went through the whole the whole first Christmas. Yeah, I think it was um, maybe like May or June of twenty one. Right? Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a process. So yeah, and then we were a little bit trying to like not join the man, you know, of of Amazon <laughs> and trying to you know, but you you have to do it. You know, it is what it is, and he forces you to do it. And you know, then all of our the people that copied us are on there, and, I and it. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, shout out to you. I looked yesterday and you've already been knocked off. You know, congratulations, kind of. <laughs> By a lot. Yeah, there, there's tons of them on there. But, you know, it, it, that's, you know, that's great. I get, you know, good for them. Um, everybody's got to work. So but but the other great. big thing, I think, for you that a lot of brands, they, they, they start up like you guys. It's humble, right? You just testing or whatever and you, you throw some dollars at Instagram, some social and you do the Shopify, right? But it's hard, man, to get noticed. You're on page eight billion. I mean, the, there's a lot of static out there. You got massive PR hits. You got huge PR hits. How did that how did that happen? Not every, we would kill for that. I no, mean, in I fact, who, at, um... who's your PR agent? Summer and I need to talk to him. I was looking at your Instagram and all the like, um, you know, today's show and all the big hits you got. And I'm like, do I know what this costs to be a part of it? And I'm doing the math. I'm like, did these guys pay all this money to be a part of it? How much was organic and how much was paid? We I mean, it started off organic. You know, there were a lot of people kind of like the way you found us that saw it and, and connected with it. And were like, hey, I want I have a 
for them, right? So that happened a lot. And then once the ball starts rolling, I think then the the natural traditional methodology came into play as well. Yeah, we've paid we've paid for some, of course, and then others, you know, have they've needed us to be on. You know, is there um you know how you know they they reach out and they're they're sales sales men and women just like you know, anybody is, right? They're trying to sell a spot. And um some you know sometimes we've paid and sometimes we haven't, but nothing's been as much as I would have thought it, it's been, it would have been. You know? And based on the, the like you found us, right? So we had a, a, a magazine, a local magazine asked to do an article on us. We did the article interview. Then by chance, that article was in their release, you know, Friday, Saturday. Over the weekend, a local radio DJ, Elliot in the Morning, uh, must have seen the article. And we get calls. We're being woken up. They're talking about us on the segment. I mean, it's ah. like... And, but, but and that wasn't a paid segment on and he's a you know a national like syndicated radio he's been like our local dc 101 guy for 20 uh, yeah my whole life it was crazy yeah. to hear him saying our names yeah. it's like i what? mean i you guys must have felt the same way when you found out i talked about you on the show <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yeah. but he so he talked for 17 minutes he ended up lighting it in his studio because we had said a few weeks prior is that a lighter it is may i tyler watch this we're gonna light up what do I just light the little square? What is that? Oh, it's a lighter. Whose lighter is this? It see. came with it. Oh, shut up! Did it really? Yes. Oh my god, these guys sent everything. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this thing go. Dang, I got a whoa, hold. whoa, whoa! What's wrong? That's that's yeah, the flames getting kind of flame. I got to get the. It's a bonfire. Hi, Elliot. In the morning. Is this me? Yeah. Hi. Who's this? Hey, this is Brandon from Frederick. Hey, what's going on, Brandon? What's going, Elliot? What? Hey, uh, there's not a whole lot. Hey, look, I've got Elliot. a fire pit. That was really cool. I don't even remember. Where we were I mean, there is an asterisk on your T's and C's to not light it inside. Yeah, that was <laughs> yes. We had to we had to call you know, but what he's you know he's going to do whatever he wants. Of yeah. course he is. Yeah. But that that was huge. That can the snowball just kept going and going, right? Yeah that that was October 10th, I believe of. Uh, of 2020. Plus the radio guys, again, uh, uh, sports radio, every doesn't matter. They they were dying for content. I mean, you know what I mean? So timing, right? They're just like, this is, it's a great story. It would have made it either way. I'm not saying, but everything is timing. It's, it's all the, it's the execution and everything else like that. It co- um, the timing, just to, t- to say that is with the pandemic and everybody being at home and the Instagram content, it was a, it is a perfect product for that. Yeah, it's a convenient outdoor product. I mean, so it fit the it fit all of the factors. That I don't know was necessarily part of our design. That was yeah, you know what? It doesn't only just fit; it fits generations. It doesn't matter if you're a teenager, if you're Gen Z, Gen X, like everybody can use this. And kudos to you for making a product that it doesn't matter who you are, where you live. This is something that you can use and gift to other people. I think we're going to take a yes. quick break. I just said, God, you're reading my mind. Summer Jubilee, even off vacation. You're not even rusty. I love it. I'm even more well-rested. That must be it. Um, but when we get back, I'd love for y'all to share some of like juicy nuggets, like share some of the tips that you wish you had known before going into this and like mistakes that you made that you would like to help your, you know, the next person coming up behind you prevent them from doing the same thing. We'll be right back. 
Hey, this is Brian Hennessy from Talcoot, and you are listening to the Always Off-Brand Podcast. Hey there, gotta do it. I'm sorry. Everybody does it, everything you listen to. I know. Gotta do it. I'm so sorry. If you listen on iTunes, leave a review. Five stop, please. Five stop, of course. Share it. Love it. Spread it. All that stuff. We are now officially on TikTok. Quickfire Marketing. Always off brand. That's our handle at Quickfire Marketing. We took Shanley Simpson's great advice and we are now on the tick and the talk. A tick talk. All right. Do it, please. We're on fire. No pun intended. Back to the show. All right. We're back, but we didn't really go, but we're here through the miracle of digital. Here with Chris and Michael, City Bonfires. Okay, we've talked about all the stuff, hanging out, how you got there. Now let's get into some deep dive, some execution, because a lot of our listeners are small, up-and-coming brands or entrepreneurial, right? And they just, the struggle is real, gentlemen. Chris, you talked about Shopify. That was kind of your first sales channel. Talk about how, how did you execute and how, what were the trap doors? What did you, did you guys fail miserably at anything or you just boom, knew how to build wax and everything else. And it just, it just hit the button and it took care of itself. Um, well, really with Shopify, I started with YouTube, right. And I was watching these, you know, quote unquote gurus and there, there's quite a few of them on there. And uh, I don't know, you know, how much of a guru they are or not, but I learned <laughs> pick a, pick and choose some, some good nuggets from these guys on there. And that's really where I learned about Shopify, how to create the store. And like I said, that we started with the tie dye store and um, I learned, you know, I learned about how to process the shipping labels and, and things like that all through trial, trial and error. And with, I should say really air and air because there, yeah. there was a lot of trial and mostly air. I, I find their, their, um, like shipping fees, like that you're supposed to put on the site. And then like Printing, I find that to be the most ass backwards instructions that they give. Yeah, we, we really, um, once I learned about that and how hard that was and how much <laughs> I was paying for the shipping, you know, now, now we've, you know, ship station we use and you know, we're at their ship station. Their yeah, that, that's, that's definitely something I would start off with, you know, if you're, if you're starting out is I think that the cheapest plan is like 20 bucks a month, maybe 30 bucks a month up to a few thousand packages and uh you you buy you join ship station for that 30 bucks but you send two or three packages you're going to save that 30 dollars because you buy into their shipping rates right right so so you're you're joining a conglomerate of a billion dollar shipping buyer you know postage buyer daily probably and so you're getting their feet, which I'm sure, you know, they're making money off that too, but it's way better than, you know, than just buying it from Shopify or going to the UPS store and, ma- and mailing them out, which I, w- which I was doing with the tie dye kits, like l- walking them in there. Right. But, right. Uh, and then we were using uh USPS that for, you know, that was a, a major, I would never recommend that. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'd be great to support the government, but um, they, they just don't have the people to support a, a growing business, unfortunately. We're, we're all right. Too. I hope I'm not giving a spoiler away, but ShipStation has been all over my reality TV shows, pulling like people, reality stars, and different people who have who have created their own mm-hmm. businesses. You two would be perfect for their videos. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if 
they've reached out to you yet, but I bet you could get an even bigger <laughs> discount if you did a commercial with them. Just throwing that out there. Maybe maybe have Kristen look into that. I, I've That's been a idea. yeah, I've been a big ShipStation fan for years and years because they sim- the other thing they do, Chris, you can look, they simplify the crap out of it. I mean, they make it way oh, okay. more simpler than it, it, it on these other things. It's just like, what am I doing? Yeah, and we also we sell on Etsy and Fair, like all these other websites. Oh. They all come into ShipStation. So, at, like at first, I'd have a tab open on my computer for Fair and Etsy and all, you know all these different ones, and then I'd have to you know processing the orders through each um, portal, I guess. Right. But now all those sync up with ShipStation, so I just have diff- different stores, you know, essentially on ShipStation. And um, just print from there. It's super easy. And do they manage your like um, inventory on all of those channels, or do you Shopify to update the inventory on those channels? Um, we don't necessarily up. I'm sure you could do it with them if you were more of an in- inventory based and, and needed to know. We we handle our inventory in how in other ways. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm, I'm if you were you know if you were truly drop, drop shipping from somewhere else, maybe, you know, yeah. and, and you really needed to know and you weren't in front of your stuff, I'm sure you could use it for that. Yeah. Cause we're a manufacturer. We have a little more control of the inventory. Where yeah. is your inventory kept? We have a, a big warehouse. Yeah. We're, we're in Rockville, Maryland, Rockville, yeah, baby. Give out the exact location. The secret, <laughs> location. Yeah. It's Thank an undisclosed God. location, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Yeah. It's underground. But <laughs> yes. when did you when did you decide to move it out of your garage to uh, a warehouse? Because I'm uh, sure your wives and much, families were like, "Get these boxes out of here." Yeah, pretty much when we started, when the garage turned into the driveway, yeah. it turned into the sidewalk. I mean, it was <laughs> the mailman couldn't pick it all up in one box. Yeah, <laughs> there, were, there were signals. Yeah, major signals. Um, we were we were having deliveries of eighteen wheelers like yeah. in our neighborhood. Yeah, you know, and we're. We're not like right on the main road. There's a couple of streets that you turn off like, in the neighborhood. Yeah. That's um, fantastic. We were, we were like, should we get a pallet jack? Like, yeah. Do you need a pallet jack? <laughs> yeah, at, at our house, you know, and the, the trash was like an industrial, yeah. you know, the, the guys picking up, there's 12 trash cans full of stuff. Oh, yeah. Our neighbors oh, yeah. were very patient. Thank you, neighbors. Yeah. But it was also, co- you know, that was prime COVID time. Yeah. So everybody was a little cooler. And all, another great thing about working in the house was um you know during those times it was you know monday through friday normally everybody's at work those that prompt that first summer every single person was walking around to get their exercise so we had the you know we're had the garage doors open playing music and every all the neighbors were walking by and asking us what we're doing and so everybody was really supportive there was just one mean lady that asked about like code you know but what we then then that's when we that was another sign really to yeah. move out. Vibe was overall positive. 99% of the neighborhood was very nice. But so then uh so our first sale was August 15th of 2020. Yeah. We moved into the first warehouse November 1st of 2020. Which was a which was a great clutch call. I mean, it was something we saw the writing on the wall and we had another great cut clutch call uh this this past winter season to move so we had a second facility for storage purposes. And we just made the call. And in one weekend, we just got it done. We got big trucks and we just moved it all ourselves and put it where we wanted. And it just, uh, we've really been able to take every every uh, hurdle that comes at us and grab it and, and handle it pretty easily. No, oh, you guys make a great team. Um, Chris, before we move past Shopify, any other softwares or uh, tips you have? Um, we love to share with our, because our listeners, you know, ShipStation, for example, that's a great tool. Scott will tag it in the show notes. Anything else that you recommend? 
And on uh, it, I, I love how you recommend the agency as well. Honest. Yeah, I, of, co- of course. There, I definitely recommend Honest. I mean, obviously, that that was nice for us to have some previous relations for them yeah. and, and ease the blow of um, you know of maybe a retainer that somebody else would charge. But when I was doing the the uh, tie dye before I even uh, approached Honest about everything. There, I, there was plenty of apps. I think I remember one called Ad Scale, where it helps you make your own ad or make your own ads, and you can pick your your audiences and lookalike audiences. and And that's I learned a lot about that. You know, you know, going on two years ago now was you know how to how to approach the audiences and, and paying the right amount for ads. And that's really the key part is making sure that you're not paying too much for your ads because that can go haywire in, in a second. Yeah. And before you know it, your your average, you know, it's costing you fifty bucks a sale when it, when it needs to cost you fifteen, you know, whatever it may be. And if you're not on that or, or really know what you're doing, you know, you could really hurt yourself. How are you um, managing the books with this? Uh, we're just guessing. Crayon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but I love that you you recognize like yeah. it was costing you fifty dollars a sale. So many brands don't see like what the cost of a sale is. Unit economics, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Unit economics. You need to yeah. break it down and go. I pay this. I sell it for that. Am I making any money? You know how many <laughs> brands don't actually get there? They're just like, this is awesome. We got orders. Let's just send it out. And then they, then yeah. at the end of the day, they're like, uh, we're broke and we owe like $80,000 on four, seven, you know, four credit cards. You know, I've, I've been in sales my entire professional career prior to this, but uh, it, it applies to this, but on, only on a macro level. When you get down into the details, the way I used to sell stuff and we try to manage profitability by sale, one, I was selling equipment, it was bigger, but here there, it's almost like per transaction you're looking at, you uh-huh. know, so if you can get, get more in efficiently in that transaction that can really make a difference. Yeah, like getting the average order volume up, adding, adding, um, you know, like you said, adding the skewers and a lighter and the s'mores pack and all that stuff to get your average order up. Because as the as you said, like with the iOS updates and and whatnot, it's just costing you more to get the the good people. So you have to try to get your average order volume up. That's a that's a good nugget right there. So when you started, it was just the fire pit. Correct. Yeah, for oh. but we very quickly came with the s'mores kit. But, but <laughs> yeah. So You're wait, like, were you going to Costco buying the big Hershey's things and the graham crackers uh, and just yeah, like no, bootstrapping I, it? I got all kinds of stories, all kinds of stories at, at <laughs> places. People always make comments when you have one of the push carts full of Hershey bars. Yeah. Like, like 4,000. Yeah. You can't walk through the line without comments. Yeah. They're I mean, like, I want to follow that guy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hundreds of thousands of Hershey bars yeah. from Costco. Yeah. I also noticed your Amazon um, listings. You launched with the twin pack, which I thought was, I can't even tell you how many times we, Scott and I have talked to people who are like, you, you need a higher AOV. Yeah. Amazon doesn't like these low, cheap items. I'm telling they, you. They want to see a higher sale price. FB yeah. fulfilled by Amazon, what you guys are doing, you know, 23 bucks, 29 bucks. I mean, it's tough to, again, it, 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 with the advertising, all the other stuff. I mean, it's not like it's a massive margin, you know, uh, win there. So, and we're so, uh, in the area of critical commentary, right? We are as critical as it can be on Amazon listings because that's what we do, right? It's a big part of what we do. Shout out to you guys. Whoever's doing that. Nice job. You hit all the buttons. I mean, my God, it looks great. 
you're protecting your brand term, which is the first, it's the layup. That's the first thing you got to do. So, you know, Michael, I, I know that's your big job. So you've done a great job. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm known as, I'm known as uh, in-house technical support. <laughs> <laughs> but no, talk about the Amazon side. Obviously, we, we always joke it's the NFL of retail because uh, we, we, we live it. We make livings of it. But we also hate it. Um, tell, talk about how, how that is going and what are the key lessons there? Oh, it's Matt. It's it's coffee time. Matt, the engineer, bringing in the coffee. He's 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 East Coast. He's East Coast too. So he's from Philly. So he's a big Eagles Flyers fan. Um, I think he was wearing his Flyers shirt. Yeah, but. we don't hold that against him. He's a good guy. <laughs> uh, so talk about the Amazon shtick here. Well, Amazon. I mean, Amazon. I think if we had if we had understood it better, we may have gone a little bit earlier. Uh, so we tried to do it where we fulfilled in the first, and then we went over to the FBA uh, that worked out. But why did you switch? Why did you switch to FBA? Just because the way the volumes were going, it, it, it made sense. We were a little intimidated by it at first. Yeah. Because we thought that it may take too much of the share, um, mm-hmm. but you know, it just it pretty quickly showed us that 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 worked. And then you know, it, it fulfills a little bit different. So we had to change some stuff logistically in the warehouse, how we ship. Oh, the labels and how yeah, they we, want the packaging. Yeah, yeah, we learned that along the way. That's and we're probably still learning a little bit about that. So, so Currently. do you guys fulfill? Do you have a third party logistics fulfillment? Or are you guys still doing it yourselves right now? Oh, we, we fulfill everything in-house. We, we have a, a, a very large warehouse. Your ability to vertical, so you're completely vertical of the manufacturer and then you're actually fulfilling, is actually genius also. I, I know you probably didn't do it. I, I don't know how it came about. But right now, because of COVID, the market for third-party logistics and fulfillment is, is, is bananas. It's crazy expensive there's so many of them. It's it's actually one of the hugest roadblocks for for manufacturers, brands. I don't care if you've been around a hundred years, five years, a year. It's super tough to get somebody who can do it all. If you're shipping advertised specialty like you guys do, and you're doing wholesale big bulk shipments, you're doing D to C, you're doing Amazon. That's that's the triple crown right there. That and there's not a lot of fulfillment centers that actually are really good at that and don't cost a million dollars of your pick pack fees and all this other stuff. So again, tip the cap. Nice job out of you guys. Thank you, and and we'll uh, we'll do it a lot less than a million too if you have another product. You know, we'll, we'll put yeah, it out yeah, we can, we can a million. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna write that right, down. They're taking they're taking orders. All right, okay. all right. So you get on Amazon. You decided to move to FBA. Nice, Scott. You're welcome. What else did you learn along the way? Because Amazon, it's it's a beast. Yeah, I mean, I think about. Uh, getting the A plus content, I know is a big deal. Having the videos, getting the videos, making sure your store, you know, your actual um, your Amazon your store is mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the Amazon store. And and I, I I don't remember the exact number, but I know that we're getting a few. We have a few thousand followers just to our brand store now on Amazon. Yeah, on po- Amazon posts. Yeah, which truth I, I just learned about that yesterday. Um, (laughs) it's it's still small i mean it's still really small. the fact that you have a few thousand it's very impressive i don't know how people find it but they do it's on the app it's It's only on your phone yeah Yeah. but they do people you're right great again that's a little it's all these incremental things right it's the post it's a store it's this that but the advertising is so big yeah how did what how did you decide to like how did you come up with a budget for amazon ads well 
really the budget is really take, takes care of itself, right? Cause you can put in, you, you can put in what you want to spend up to, but you also put in there how, you know, what um, multiplier you want to be at, right? So you could say you want to spend up to a, a 10,000 bucks in the, in the day, but if you're not get, if you're not getting the right sales at the right amount, it 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 will, will only spend a hundred bucks that day, you know. So you can control it a little bit, you know, not a little bit. You can control your whole spend on Amazon to make sure that you're not, you know, letting it go off the rails. Well, and to your point earlier, with all the iOS updates, first party data is so hard to come by, and Amazon yeah. has the largest first party data that you can get. Now, yeah. do you, are you guys doing, um, I know you're doing sponsored brand. I see that you're doing, um, sponsored products. Are you doing, do you know if you're doing, um, DSP ads? That I, I believe that question is a little bit above my pay grade. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, do, I, I'm the Costco guy. Okay. Just leave me alone. I'm the Hershey uh, Costco guy. Okay. I don't know about the DSP thing, whatever. Yeah, I'm, we're doing the best we can with these questions, you know, these <laughs> But uh, Summer, to be honest with you, I bought a CD in person, you know, in the last two years. So just to give you <laughs> uh, like, you know, like we said, we're really good at, at handling the orders and getting them out. And, but And figuring out how to be fast. And, and yeah. so you're going about the Amazon and all of the, the stuff on the Internet. It's it's about reaction. So, I mean, you know, sometimes when people fall in love with their invention or their product, they don't they're not listening to what the, the market's telling them. Right. And so uh, I think what Chris and I and, and the team do really well is is when we hear what the market's telling us or that it desires, we do our best to adjust and we try to adjust as quickly as possible. Like we'll turn the whole ship if we need to. So what is the market telling you right now? What do they want from you guys next? That is such huge. Sorry, ring the bell there, because it, it, looking at your reviews, whatever the platform is, understanding and can go, go if I got 300 people that are saying the same thing, I got to react to that. And yeah. again, brands, young, old, whatever, they don't do that enough. They just, they don't. they don't, they don't listen to the market. That's a great, that's a pro tip right there. Summer varsity level pro tip. Go Welcome ahead. Sorry with team, your question. Mike. Welcome we're, to the um, team, Mike. Yeah, we're, we're a big, uh, we're a big into listening to the customers. And, and last summer we learned that, uh, Shipping to Texas, shipping, you know, s'mores to Texas, the, the Hershey. Oh, cold ship. Yeah. Um, even though, even though you think they'd be, they'd be, you know, understanding the temperatures they live in. But Yeah. So we put a disclaimer, you know, if you live in a uh, 110 degree weather, maybe, you know, expect the chocolate to be melted, right. Or order overnight shipping. Uh, but we did, uh, you know, with our large bulk orders, we ordered, you know, big like styrofoam coolers from Uline and we're, you know, sending them out that nice way. Uh, so the, the melted chocolate w- was figuring that out. Um, so that, that we're, 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 com- we're going to come out with like a chocolate packs, like a, yeah. like a melted chocolate that that's already melted that you could like squeeze out, uh, you know, which you could buy from Costco. Yes. Just, just for the summer, just to kind of, you know, yeah. ask them yep. what they told us. We don't want them to be unhappy with what we're providing them. And if this, you know, we look through a lot of things, I think this is a, a good solution we're going to try. Yeah. Um, we are testing a eucalyptus and a citronelle version for like an outdoor candle still. Yeah. Yeah. I heard, I, I read about that or saw that something, uh, you know, the, the bugs, they're still alive, right? They haven't, yeah. they haven't yeah, been there's... killed off yet. Uh, no, I we, will be getting one of those because I, I we have so many mosquitoes over here. Not yeah, really, come on, summer. We live in the Pacific Northwest. The great thing is we don't I, have bugs. We don't have mosquitoes like you have in the Midwest and the East Coast. What are you talking about? We don't have humidity. I, 
I kill spiders. So I know I've got you do. Lots. She's lots actually <laughs> she's an assassin with the spiders. She's actually <laughs> killed a spider while we're recording a podcast. True story. That's fact. I, I live in the forest. Like I you have do. to get rid. Of, like I, I got a lot of spiders, so I they, love that. Seriously, they come on that beautiful deck of yours. Really? Stop. That's just stop, an insult. Stop, That's just rude. Stop. Anyway. So Centronella candles, the, you're going to take the candle, right? You got the base. So that's kind of the product line architecture kind of looking out yeah. there. And may, some, we're going to do some indoor candles as well, you know, that don't have the, the giant flame, but st- still a cool flame. But, you know, we've, we've gotten really good at making scents. We've bought in some, you know, we've bought in some scents and tried it out like a, a melted marshmallow is one and yeah. different like outdoor, you know, like s'mores, firewood but, kind of stuff. That are appropriate yes. to our vertical segment, you know? Yeah. yeah. All I right. love I love that idea. Get me that marshmallow candle ASAP, please. Yeah. <laughs> so My dad actually started working with us yeah. and he's like the the scent master. Yeah, mix mm. master. Yeah. Nice. I, like I love I love that. So All overall, right. how many people work on the team? Uh well, it, during, you know, September through the middle of December, you know, during prime Christmas time, yeah. there, we had 40 people in there. Wow. A day. You got people. There was it was rolling. We had a we had a a, sh- a seven to three shift, and then a three to eight shift. So we had a, a, a five hour night shift. Um, now we're probably about like eight eight people or so. Just you know we're we're you know we're, wow. we're rocking and rolling, but you know we're not at we're, we are we are a big gift, right? right? Yeah, and yeah. We, we 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 super we uh we definitely are rocking and rolling in, in the winter time, you know, leading up to Christmas and whatnot. But it's still really good. We've gotten some really good equipment, you know, to help us, you know, get faster and quicker and, and make less of a mess while making them. Because we make, you know, we, they are all handmade. Yeah. So it, it's oh, not like there's, wow. there's, you know, product line that we're just shooting them through. And you know, we, we make every single one of them yeah. by hand. Man, you got to so. automate that in some regard, but still keep <laughs> the handcrafted, artisan, you know, plant based, yeah. whatever the new <laughs> thing is, organic. Yeah. A couple million bucks, we'll, we'll build out a, uh, assembly line yeah an assembly line maybe. oh yeah no no problem but we also enjoy you know keeping people busy and people keeping yes. the family working and of those 40 people you know there was lots of cousins and brothers and uncle you know lots of uh i love that yeah it's so people are, still, people are still hurting i mean this, this yeah, yeah. isn't done and so you know if we're able to employ some people that it, it just feels good that's awesome get you out of here on this retail have you gone to retail? I know in, in several articles in, in the October one and what have you, you were, you were talking about that. Are you in retail? Have you gone to retail? Do you want to go to retail? What, where are we there? I know FAIR is a wholesale platform where you go to retail, right? Yeah, we're, we're in a, a ton of boutique type, the, the FAIR type shops, you know, the the uh, the beach store or like yeah. the 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 cool like you know, tourist the like the tourist town that has the cool you know yeah. gift shop yeah yeah like a general store types you know type place in like a small like travel town yeah. hundreds and hundreds of those one thing we had to learn about retail that was just you know because it this is all you know we're learning as we go on yeah. some yeah. levels the UPC symbols and that kind of stuff and we we had to develop a box um because you know even though we know what the can does it doesn't if you just get it and you have yeah. right if you got it through the ads that makes sense right but if you just walk up on it it's like i don't even know that you touch it so we had to develop a box that wasn't an original uh, part of our theory that kind of explains it all and so but that there's also some shipping benefit for us as well in it so it, right it, yeah but we are uh, we're i don't know if you have wegmans grocery stores out there no, no but scott and i both know what they yeah are. i know wegmans yeah we don't have them out here but 
we have a huge, we're going to be in like 175 Wegman stores. I think at the end of March, the order goes out. We're in oh, a, right in time for Father's Day and 4th yeah. of July. Yeah, we're in a handful of Ace Hardwares. Um, and then we're now that we have our box and every, that Michael was talking about, we're um, we're sending, you know, Costco, Sam's Club, you know, anywhere Academy Sports in the, in the South. Oh, yeah, I know Academy well. Um, so any anywhere that you would that you would assume we're going to try. That's I awesome. love it. And and you guys also have a huge market in the corporate gifting. Man, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's been great. It's that's Super helpful. That is massive. Um, I'm thinking of a collab summer. I think you go girl cards with a little city bonfire. Oh, that's just bringing like the Walk always off brand people together. I mean, I you know, I can be. Uh, it's, a, it's a perfect gift. It could be a beautiful oh. thing. I like it. Just saying, pitching, always pitching. <laughs> like it. it was kind of uh, like, you know, people saw us and then they thought that they could use it as a corporate gift. And so we had to, you know, we, we have our, our logo and our brand awareness. So, you know, we didn't want to give that up, but we wanted to figure out a way to, to collaborate, like you're saying. And so we had as a team the idea to just use the outer rim for us and allow the partner then to fill the center port with their logo and then that we've learned a lot about printing and how to print efficiently. And we no, bought like four you're... different printers. Yeah. They're, they're, with like, you know, the, the, they never print well enough. So now we've got like a legit, really nice printer. What printer is it? Give it a shout out. Well, we just bought the Oki uh, 10W30, 1030W maybe. It's, it also does, uh, it prints on the transfer paper. So we can make our nice. own t-shirts and mugs and all sorts of stuff. So we've got a heat press. Um, yeah, it's, it, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Oh, you got a merch. Amazing. You got a merch. All right. I, I mean, total transparency. I've already shared it with my HR team. I'm like, this would be a great surprise come July. Yeah. She, yeah. she works for a small, tiny little brand called Ollie. That's <laughs> like a gazillion, bazillion big pie. I cannot, we cannot thank you guys enough for hanging out with us in, on your, on your Friday morning. Yeah. yeah thank this, you. This is great. Thank you. You um, guys are an inspiration. I love um, you're extremely humble, but you've done amazing things. Like I cannot tip my hat off to you more. Um, you are so impressive. I cannot wait to see your line extensions and I cannot wait to see where city bonfire goes. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having us guys. It's great meeting you guys. Take care. Yeah. We'll be back with Haley in the news right after this. Hi, this is Kate Nishimura. I'm the Features Editor at Sourcing Journal, and you're listening to Always Off-Brand. That's all been fun and games, but it's that time, the time America has been waiting for. It's time for the news. Well... Well, <laughs> hello oh, there. Well, hello your, there. Your finger like froze, and I wasn't was sure po- if you were pointing at me. I was pointing. <laughs> oh, that was good. It we froze, like, so you had yeah. like. You were I was like, in slow motion. Yeah, you were totally in slow motion. the Should we restart? No, I love that start. Go ahead, Ailey. That'll make the bloopers. All right. Last week, Amazon has a huge announcement. 
They said this past Wednesday that it plans to close all 68 of its brick-and-mortar bookstores, pop-ups, and shops carrying toys, home goods in the United States and the U.K., now, this is going to put an, an end to some of its longest-running retail experiments. I think Amazon has decided that brick-and-mortar is hard. It's really freaking hard. <laughs> and they're, they're pretty good at the e-com part of it. So <laughs> this, this new, you know, like, why continue to fight the brick-and-mortar fight when e-com for them is where it's at? So oh, this is you gonna funny. Include, you like, funny, girl. The Amazon bookstores, um, Amazon books, the four stores, they're gone. Four star, four star stores. Four star stores. There we go. I am Ron Burgundy. I will read what I type. Here. I know. <laughs> I love that. Um, um, so, yeah, I mean, how many stores are in the Seattle area that you've been into? Oh, I've been into a ton of them. They actually just opened some four star stores. That's hard to say three times fast. And uh, near me in the Kirkland area, Totem Lake uh, over there, and I've been in there. In fact, my uh, my Mister Coffee over here that is just really keeping things warm over here. Uh, the daughter got uh, got picked that up at the four star store uh, over there. So how long ago did it open? <laughs> I can't even like, <laughs> so I have two comments on this one. I'm in, I'm sad because honestly, that was the best place to go when you need to get like a children's gift for a birthday party. Yeah. Like you just oh. pop in. It was like the best place to go. You just run it and they had a really beautiful one um, at the mall over here. They did open one of their like grocery, like Amazon ghost stores just down the street from me. It was like open and then closed before I could blink. Oh, um, they so just I, opened one. They're just opening one near me, a ghost store. I think that, mm-hmm. again, this is all transitioning to the ghost store. But I do have something that's going to make both of your days today about this whole retail thing with Amazon. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. You know it. how I am the fortune teller. You know how I'm constantly telling you guys in 2017 and 18, I was speaking in this. And I did this whole presentation about how this is going to happen and that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well... Scotty O fortune teller was wrong because I said one of the biggest things they were going to do was they were going to go into brick and mortar and build out retails. This is when one of the first four star stores opened and I went and actually in Denver and spent a ton of time on one and they were doing some really interesting shit actually uh-huh. on the back end on the back end. They were doing some they were doing uh, the, the digital uh, the digital labels, the digital uh, price stickers and stuff. Which is really cool because it was set, it was basically matching, and Real they've been time. doing this in Europe. And they you've seen it. I used to see it. Macy's has tried it. I love that because it's like it, it's going to give you the the best price. But on the back end, how they filled the inventory, managed the inventory, and got inventory to the store and all this other stuff, they were doing some really cool shit. So I, I was they wrong. Were always testing in their stores. You know what I wonder? Because I love their stores, and and I'm picky about retail. I wonder if they're going to just attach them to their Whole Food stores. Well, that's that's all the speculate. That's all the rage right Wait, now. People, so other smart, intelligent analysts are <laughs> suspecting that as well. <laughs> oh, oh, like the analyst crystal ball, <gasps> Scott. What does your crystal ball say? Mine has been wrong. That's what my. I mean, the Gong Show is what I've been. Love it. Uh, <laughs> 
I'm, well, I'm I off kilter. Think that Andy Jassy has a lot different plans than Jeff Bezos. I think that we're going to see a lot of changes here. And there, you know, the Amazon Fresh stores, the grocery locations, they're not going anywhere right now. No. They're going to they're going to still have those. So grocery is staying. It's just more of the 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 book and toy store. Yeah, That's yeah. The four star stores and the books. Yeah. Was I? Was I? Uh, you turned your video off, Summer. Because it kept breaking up. Oh really? Um, it did. Oh really? Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was me, if it was you. Oh, it's so. always me. It's come on now. I'm I'm it's running off the phone. Up. Yeah, it might be Scott. It's, it's always Scott. me. It's always me. You know. Okay. Well, that's that's the Amazon news for the week. You know, they're they're declining to specify the amount of jobs that are going to be lost, but they are offering other placements for the current employees. Oh, they've got they've got plenty of places for them to go. You know what else is interesting is one of the multiple advertising agencies I subscribe to sent out like this notice of whoa, brick and mortar grew faster than e-com this last quarter. Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, duh." Yeah. Like everyone People wants can out of, go out and do things now. I, it was just, they were like, is this a new trend? Is it, I'm like, no, we're just brick and mortar has been turned off for two years. And now they're like, whoa, it's growing fast. Not that it actually sold more than e-com. It's just <laughs> growing fast faster and i'm yeah. like okay this but is ridiculous turn this off yeah people have inventory stores have inventory now people are dying to get out and be you know how cool is it to i i still love brick and mortar stores me too i do go too. in and touch things and explore it nicely and nordstrom obviously summer you're, you're in the same boat here like it's just so organized and quiet and peaceful and it's just like a happy place you know yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm fixing I'm to get though. my Nordstrom on. Speaking of that, I'm fixing to. I need. I need. I need a new pair of shoes. Sounds like <laughs> summer. You should take Scott shopping. Help him pick some stuff out. Oh my God. That would sounds that like be, a terrible use. Of would that be hysterical? We should record that. That would be a good TikTok. That would be a good TikTok. Oh shit! Speaking of that, I'm supposed to be taking something. Shanley Simpson, shout out to you. She coached me. On how to do this. Are you going to take a TikTok of us? I don't know. Maybe. But let's go to the second news story while I do. All right. Well, you know, let's continue with this brick and mortar theme here. And let's talk about Foot Locker. Hmm. Firstly, let me preface with I am an old school finish line employee. I worked at the finish line when I was 15. It was my very first job. And I actually ended up staying with them for about five years. Worked my way up to be a store manager And I was the biggest freaking shoe nerd. I mean, the new Jordans when they came on on Saturday morning. How exciting. Okay. That's that's my retail, my my shoe nerd. I love that. They're coming to my TED Talk. All right. But let's talk about Foot Locker here. So Nike and Foot Locker have this very great relationship. Currently, Nike takes up about 70% of the shelves in Foot Locker. No now, shit. Foot Locker's whole mentality is we are we are representing all brands. Right. But Nike is pulling back a little bit. So Nike is going to cut down and only be about 60% of Foot Locker's Nike or total business right now. Wow. Because they're focusing on a D2C oh, strategy. Yeah. But I didn't know they were that much. I didn't know there was 70% of the store. Yeah. And that, you know what? That's down from 2020. In 2020, they were 75%. Well, I mean, wow. just, that's just dumb. Yeah. I mean, I totally sorry, agree. Foot Locker. I mean, hope you're a listener. 
But come on, man. What are we doing <laughs> Why out would here? they put all of their eggs in that basket? Seriously. Yeah, Nike's super cool and trendy. Everybody wants it. But it, they've got to expand their lines to other brands. Yeah. That yeah. just seems I mean, weird. That's what consumers want. Yeah. So Nike is currently on an accelerated D2C strategy track. Oh, yeah. Now, there's different opinions on this and what their ultimate goal is. We know they don't do Amazon, but... You know, it was so funny. I was just having a conversation with a colleague this morning. He actually has a buddy who goes around, buys clearance, closes out Nikes, and sells them on Amazon. Oh, of course. $2 million business. Wow. Oh, yeah. This That's is freaking huge. This is how all I, I, I again, Shannon Simpson, we, we actually have a TikTok now. The, the show has a TikTok. I got to get you guys dialed in there. Quickfire, uh, always off brand TikTok. So I go on there because I've never been on there and I just search Amazon sellers. And the first thing that comes up is this dude walking into a TJ Maxx telling you how he's going to buy this thing for 60 bucks and he's going to post it on his phone. He literally creates the listing on his phone because it's already an existing listing and he's going to sell it for 120 That's the first thing I see. It's retail arbitrage, people. And this happens all day long. Uh, yeah. In 2020, some of the high Nike concentration was based on the thought of survival. And we just mentioned, you know, the pandemic and their strategy there. And the retailer is going to return to its strategy of diversifying. Well, hello. You've got to diversify. You can't put all of your eggs in one basket, no matter if you're e-com or brick and mortar. You've got to spread it out. I don't know. I'm also just thinking about their margins though, because Nike must be giving them like a huge, oh, huge sure. deal yeah. to have it be such a big part of their store. Um, but really, I'm, yeah, I, I don't know. There's so many new shoe brands that are just taking off and yeah. to not have those at your store. You're just going to really limit yourself. But also yeah. shout out again. God, so many shout outs. Julie Galasso. I don't know what I don't know what they're doing with their private label. Are they creating private label? Do they have private label brands? Are they big into that? Maybe maybe they just, you know, just a maybe little... they have an agreement with Nike that they won't make a private label. That's yeah, a good point. So they don't have private label footwear, but they do have private label soft goods. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, socks. Such good do, margins. Yeah, private label socks, which, you know, we all know who makes the footlocker socks. <laughs> Well, we do um, know. We do, we do know. know who makes all the Foot Locker socks. Our, our guys over at M Plus there. Shout out to That's them. That's right. Okay. Um, so, you know, lots of private label programs for Foot Locker, but not in the footwear. Well, I think they start making shoes. I don't know. Who would want to buy that? Well, who would want to buy I Again, I saw Crate and Barrel finally starts to make their own stuff. Everyone's starting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, so you got to do a big it. Opportunity. Yeah. All right, I like that. Should we roll yeah. right into what's that keyword, or, or we can pause here for two seconds? Oh, I've got my spreadsheet pulled up with my hidden notes. Let's do it. Finally, a game show nerdier than an Excel V lookup. It's time for what's that keyword. Here's your host, Haley on the news. Hello, everybody. It's that time where we're going to play What's That Keyword? Okay, we've got Scott and Summer here, and they are ready to go. I've been practicing, Summer. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've been putting some time in in the gym. Who's been cruising <laughs> brain analytics? Come on, who's been searching the top things? 
Not me. Not you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's just me. All right, everybody. Your first product today is a damn it doll. A what doll? A what? Oh, wait a minute. You guys don't know what damn it dolls are? Oh, damn it. I don't know. I I don't know what you thought you heard, Scott, but like D-A-M-N? Damn it. Yeah. Damn it doll. Like, like is that the, it has the thing, damn it. It's like it's to, to get your frustration out or your energy or something like yeah. that. Oh, I, so it's a stress doll, yeah. basically. So, Summer. <gasps> is that your guess? It's, it's this little <laughs> stuffed doll, and they come in all different shapes and colors. And yeah, yeah, know, yeah. they have ones for your boss. They have ones for teachers. They have ones for your kids. Who, who knows? But uh, the idea is that you bang the shit out of it and yell, damn it, and it makes you feel better. Yeah. All right. All right. So, wait, um, is that your first guess? Stress? Stress ball. I mean, I feel like it's too obvious. Scott, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I wish the listeners could see Summer's face right now. He just ate me. Well, because I'm me. guessing it's wrong, and it's, I have to go put in the buzzer afterwards. I'm trying to save myself some time. All right, we've spent enough time on this keyword. I will say stress relief. All right, Scott, what's your guess? Uh, my guess is, um, is doll fun. Can I tell you one thing that just came up in my mind, but I didn't want to say out loud, but like how to prevent child abuse. <laughs> that's your, like, that's just, your phrase. Just kidding. Cause I'm like, oh, well, angry doll. Wait, guys. can I, can I get kind of angry doll, angry doll. Angry doll. Okay, uh, so that's your final okay. answer. Final answer? Yeah, angry yes. doll. Yes. All right. You guys, we have a huge award for Summer because for the first time in the history of the keyword game, she got it. The correct answer is stress relief gift. Oh, my God. Go to the head of the class, Summer. You won. <laughs> Summer one, Scotty zero. Way to go. How exciting. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Summer, right, Scott, I buzzed you and you. I, I incorrectly buzzed you. I apologize. You sure did. You You've sure did. You've got another chance to redeem yourself here, Mr. Oshman. Here we go. The next product is hemp protein powder. Ooh, that kind of sounds good. High it's drink. Get, drink it, get, get, get high on a drink or something like that. Something, something, you know. <laughs> High fiber pro, high fiber protein. That's so Drinks. serious. That's such a serious guess. So was stress relief, and I won. So suck it, Scott. <laughs> oh, that was hurtful, and I liked it. <laughs> All right, was that your final answer, Scott? Sure. Summer, you've got your final answer. Sure. In? All right. The keyword is. Weed seeds. Weed seeds. Oh God, See, I, I was it. close. What do I get? Hey, Don't I no, get it something? To, it has to be exact. You'll get not, second not place. A, yours wasn't no. exact. Yes, it's stress relief. I'm appealing. And I'm filing a case right now. I'm appealing. You didn't even use the same words. None the of those currently words pending. I said hand. hi, hi, weed, hi. No, no, no. There was you didn't say weed and you didn't say seeds. Oh my you didn't God. say either of those words. Well, in editing, I'm giving myself the win. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, you're always second place in our book. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm just kidding. I'm totally 
totally kidding. I loved it. Okay, let's uh what's we gotta come back, we gotta wrap it up and, and get out of here when when we return. Hi, I'm Julie Lasso with JHL Solutions, and you're listening to Always Off Brand. Talk about hustle and heart. Our guys over at City Bonfires took what could have been a really negative, hard time in their lives and turned it around and made an amazing product that is bringing joy to people across the nation. I mean, these guys are fantastic. Scott, what did you learn today? I learned that they were bolas, real bolas. No, it, it is awesome. They took a, it, they took a just a horrific time. They both lose their jobs. They're sitting there. The funny part is, right? They didn't even really know each other. They just kind of waved yeah. each other. You know, you're taking the trash out. You're like, hey, how you doing? And this is just what a story. I mean, talk about the American dream. And we just saw recently they've sold over a million city bonfires. Little Isn't bonfires. That amazing? Isn't that unbelievable? It's- it's unbelievable. And this morning I was listening um, that uh, Suzanne Summers has made $300 million on that little thigh machine. Oh and she God. sold over like $17 That's... million. And my immediate thought was, I bet that'll be city bonfires. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you was, know, you aged, that Suzanne Summers, I mean, is she relevant right now? Is she on one of your, uh... no, okay. she's not relevant. But back to these guys, at the end of the day, I also love that they are trying so hard to give back to their community. Yes. They're always hiring people that are local. Everything is made in the USA. They're really trying to help their community. And at, that is so important. And it always comes back to people. Because at the end of the day, your foundation for any company is the people. And they have truly shown that people matter. They do. And you're listening to Always Off Brand. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Or always. Wait, I liked your three thing we did. Always Off Brand. I love that. That just makes me happy. All right, y'all. Peace out. See, See you next week. Bye. Hey there. This is Haley from Quickfire, and they want me to read this so you know what this podcast is part of and how to find out more if you want. Always Off Brand is a production of Quickfire LLC and a part of the Learn and Laugh series on the Quickfire Podcast Network. For more information, go to quickfirenow.com. Have a good one, and thanks for listening. But non-coms at Foot Locker grew by over 30%, according to somebody that wrote this, named Johnson. <laughs> I don't like that. we got to cut that out. Let me start Why? Over. I love okay, that. start over. According to somebody named Johnson. <laughs> I like according to my maiden name. Yeah. Oh, well, there you Summer go. Summer J. SJ. SJ. I'm still SJ. All you right. Are well, still let me, let me just start over. All right. So now.